Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you again today. As you know, I'm always, always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And got to tell you, today's show is absolutely no different. I want to introduce my listener to somebody who has truly been there and done that, and I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit today. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind groups, or through Powerful Words Character Development, All-Star Cheer Sites, or Dance Sites Done Right, you know how much I focus on researching all of the various ways to enhance your profitability, right? Well, this show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be a super hot topic to help you succeed as well as a fun way to deliver it. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be awesome. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. All right, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your child, your spouse, or anything else that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second. So, before we officially get going, a little bit of background about our guest today. So, Tom Scard is a franchise expert. He worked for the New York subway system for 13 years and was frustrated with the bureaucracy and politics. You can imagine that. He wanted to be an entrepreneur but didn't quite know how. He saw franchising as the answer. He purchased a smoothie franchise in 2000. Built it and sold it within five years and semi-retired at 41 years old. As a government worker with no business ownership experience, that wasn't too bad. After selling his smoothie franchise in 05, FranChoice, a franchising consulting firm, asked Tom to come on board and help people to do exactly what he did. He's been helping people figure out if franchising is for them for the past nine years. Tom is one of only 1,004 certified franchise experts in the world, certified by the International Franchise Association. He's also the author of Magic, uh, The Magic of Choosing Uncertainty, How to Manage Change, Embrace Fear, and Live a Fulfilled Life. Tom lives in New York with his wife, Gina, and their two children and two dogs. Tom, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Hey, Jason, it's an honor. I've been dying to get onto the show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am thrilled to uh, to make that a reality. So, um, I'll tell you what, you know, before we get started, for those who haven't yet had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak or reading your book, do me a favor. Take a second, share your story with our listeners, you know. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Tom Scarlett? Um, Great question. <laughs> Where do I start? Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> You know, I, I'm I'm in this world of, of helping people find franchises, and you know, I, I think maybe I could talk a little bit about the impetus for my book, The Magic of Choosing Uncertainty, and the subtitle there is uh, Manage Change, Embrace Fear, and Live a Fulfilled Life. And the reason for writing that book, I have to tell you, um, and you'll be surprised to know that only one person out of every hundred people that actually start looking at franchises seriously uh, actually buy a franchise, only one out of a hundred. 
And most people don't buy the franchise for one reason, which is fear of the unknown. Um, obviously, you would be doing something if you bought a franchise that you've never done before. If you talk to franchise owners in any of the industries out there, you'll find out that it's really a second career and they never had any experience in that particular thing. Like, I never knew anything about smoothies or how to do anything like that um, working, you know, in the subway system. So I decided, uh, you know, I, I started realizing that people uh, that I work with don't make the choice of what franchise is best for them. That's not difficult. That's pretty easy. The difficult des decision is the decision between uncertainty and unhappiness. And most people choose unhappiness, and they go back to the, you know, BS job and, you know, the, the long commute, missing the kids' soccer games, all that stuff. And that would actually hurt me inside because... Um, I knew that they could do it. They just didn't have the chutzpah to do it. So um, I wrote this book, and it's kind of like a handbook that helps people make a decision, and not about buying a business, but about any life decision, whether it's buying a business, leaving a relationship, moving across the country, what college to choose, all that could be done just reading this uh, little handbook. And there's exercises in there called Fuel for Change, and um, that that's kind of what I'm passionate about It's helping people surf on the edge of their comfort zone. Well, I'll tell you, it, it, it's a much-needed resource in today's world, so thank you for, uh, for helping so many people out there. Yeah. Um, tell you what, let me, I want to dive in, because I've got a bunch of questions here that, that I'd really, you know, as, as most of my listeners know, um, <laughs> the only people that, that, that make it onto the show are the people that I actually want to kind of suck your brain out and, and figure out yeah. exactly what you're doing and and... I'm, I'm I'm a student by I'm a student at heart, so um, I love to learn, and, and you know what's nice is I get to bring my listeners along with me. So, tell me this, you know, what are the best franchises that you're seeing out there right now? Well, you know, I get that question almost on a daily basis, I guess, and it's, it's really um, it really depends on what the person is looking for when choosing a franchise, and really someone should really be thinking about their exit strategy and also what their day in their life would like be like in, in a business opportunity. So we start with them and then build out. And, and you know, that question, I, I kind of tongue-in-cheek will say, you know, who's the best-looking starlet in Hollywood? You know, your answer and my answer might be two different things. You might like blondes and I might like brunettes. And, you know, I like people who can cook and you like people who can dance. So, you know, it's very subjective. Um, but at the same time, it, it, there's businesses out there that fly under the radar that people don't understand. Um, you know, when you start looking at franchising, you right away think about food, because they're ubiquitous and we all know what they are. Um, but there's really cool service businesses that are low investment and high margin type businesses. They break even quick, and um, a lot of times they're recession resistant and even technology proof. And that's that's what I like. Wow, wow, wow! Yeah, that that actually sounds fabulous. Um, well, let, let me ask you a question because we're we're kind of being somewhat general. So, how would you be able to know, or how would somebody be able to know? You know, tell the difference between a good franchise from a bad one. Yeah, and and that scares a lot of people, and that's why a lot of people actually drop out of looking at franchises. It's overwhelming, and you don't know who's good. And and so I got to start with the fact that most people don't realize the fact is anyone can franchise anything there's no rules or laws or regulations or anything 
you just declare yourself a franchise, you write up what they call a franchise disclosure document. Uh, uh, typically, a franchise lawyer will do that for you for some uh, money, which would run somewhere between fifty dollars and $100,000, believe it or not. Um, you file that with the Federal Trade Commission of the United States government. In certain states, you also have to file it with the Attorney General, and then you could sell a franchise. It doesn't matter if it makes money. It doesn't matter if uh, you support them. and Nothing matters. So when you're picking your franchise, you got to make sure you can avoid those those type of businesses. And the, the real way to do that, and the only way you can do that, is by talking to their franchise owners uh, that are in that franchise. And um, in the franchise disclosure document, which is kind of like that, kind of like a prospectus on the company, uh, part of the law uh, or the rule they call it in franchising dictates that they have to put the contact information for every franchise owner in America in that FDD. So you can call anybody you want, hmm. and, um, and and that's the beauty of buying something as opposed to the local bakery who might have you know two different sets of books or you don't know what's going on in a private business. But here, you know, they're collecting royalties. Um, so they know exactly what these uh, businesses are doing all over the country. When you talk to the owners, you know, there's a lot of questions to ask. I, I have about 30 on a list that I give to my clients. Um, but, but the pivotal question is this, Jason. Knowing what you know today, would you buy this franchise now? Hmm. And, and that, that says it all right there, that answer. <laughs> That's fabulous, actually. Yeah. You can apply that to a whole bunch of parts of business, <laughs> right? Uh, well, what what is the uh, the general investment level? You know, if somebody were to get into franchising. Well, you know, most people say it's millions or it's hundreds of thousands, and and in my mind, I, I would break it down really into three categories, if you will. You have kind of the service based businesses I was talking about, and. You know, for something decent where you could make a salary, where you could support a family and, and have a mortgage and still pay your bills, you have to invest about 50000 on the low end. And uh, on the high end in a service business, it would be about 150000 And that includes everything you need the, the, you know, to start up that business, including six months to 12 months of working capital to, to keep your doors open you know, as, as you're working toward a break-even. Um, so that's one level. Second level is stores. So I call it simple retail. When, when you get into a business that's in a strip center uh, or in a regional mall um, or just a store on Main Street, um, you know you'll start at about one hundred and fifty thousand on a on a investment, and that could go up to you know five six hundred thousand. Food is on the higher end of that. Uh, food has so many. Regulations you have to comply with everything from the health department to Americans with Disability Act, and, and there's so many things that you need for a food business. So it's more expensive. Um, and then the third level I, I call complex retail, which is kind of like your sit-down restaurants, um, everything from Applebee's to McDonald's to KFC to TGI Fridays, which just announced they're franchising all of their company stores uh, starting this week. Um, those, these kind of businesses will will start, you know, at about uh, eight hundred. Excuse me, eight hundred thousand, and could go up to about two million uh, just to get the doors open for the first year. Wow! 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 Okay, so 
you know, for for something like that, it's you, you know, you're not looking at a 22 year old kid um, scraping up some some change from waiting tables to uh, to buy in here. No, typically not. And and you know, you find most franchise owners are of what I call a midlife awakening phase in their life, <laughs> meaning that they woke up, they're 40, 45, and realize, you know what, I hate what I'm what I'm doing, and I'm not even doing what I went to school for, and I want to change my life. And they get into something and, and use their experience in, in their business. Um, and coincidentally, as I say that, I, I was just talking with somebody this morning. Yeah, so I, I'm working with a gentleman now who's 60 years old, and he's asking me if he's too old to buy a franchise. And I said, you know, it's actually quite the opposite. Great franchises, and, and I use the word great purposefully, uh, will not award a franchise to someone who's like out of college or 25 years old. But they're looking for those senior people, the senior executives that are either tired of what they're doing and want to make a change, or maybe they're laid off, which has been happening a lot, um, and they want to translate their experience and wisdom into their own little business. Hmm. And um, that, that's, I think, pretty key. And, and, and Jason, let me just add that um, what we've noted here at FranChoice is that the average age of a buyer, a franchise buyer, was 42 years old before the Great Recession. And um, in 2013, the average age was 56 years old. Wow, that's telling. Yeah, it's telling, all right. Different time. So, Tom, tell me this. You know, what do I avoid? You know, when I'm choosing a franchise. Um, you know, great question. But I think that there's really, in my mind, four things that people get kind of caught in when they're looking for a business. Um, and, you know, one of those things mainly is, you know, trying to find something that's your passion. And um, that typically will never work. Um, as, as an example, I was working with two gentlemen from Wall Street. They were friends. They both got laid off from a big bank. And they wanted to do something together. And they said, you know what, we love to golf. Can we get into something that, that has to do with golf in regard to franchising? And I said, you know, I, I definitely could find you some things. There's some things out there. Um, but I'll tell you that in about six months, if you're paying your mortgage with golf, you're going to hate golf. <laughs> so how about if we go through the process here and try to find you a business that will give you all the money and the time in the world to golf your heart's content? And they agreed, and we went through the franchise process, and lo and behold, they bought something that they would have never thought about in a million years. And um, this is going back about four years ago, and... Man, I, I'm ashamed to say the last time I talked to them was around Christmas time last year. So that's like a whole while ago, ten months ago. But um, they were, the phone was ringing off the hook. Um, they they just they couldn't answer the phone fast enough, and, and they were happy as you know as you could be in the business. That's fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, we we covered like, <laughs> you know, is, is somebody too old? Um, and, and and that was actually really helpful, you know, for me to understand. Um, you know what what kind of maturity and obviously what kind of investment based maturity it takes to get into this game. You know how many this this is kind of a, a curveball though. You know how many franchise concepts are there here in the states? It's hard to put an exact number on it. Um, the International Franchise Association, which is, which is the authority and, and you know the the main. Uh, you know, the main authority on franchising says that there's about um, a little bit more than 3,000 concepts in seven in um, 90 different industries. 
Wow. So, um, you know, there's 89 industries that have nothing to do with food, <laughs> which is amazing when you think about it. Wow, that's fabulous. You can do almost anything you want to do in franchising, um, and uh, you, you'll find something. Everything from, you know, picking up dog poop to, you know, changing car parts to uh, cleaning houses to hair salons, nail salons, gyms, and, you know, goes on and on and on. It's amazing. Well, let me ask. Let me let me ask kind of a, a related question, since many of the folks that I work with uh, are in the after-school activity industry, and I'm seeing a lot more franchising happen in the after-school activity world. Yeah. So whether it's martial arts schools or gyms, I've seen an awful lot with kickboxing, and um, you know, what's the benefit to being involved with a franchise versus you know that mom and pop? Mm. So it's. I'm working with a company now that does conversions of martial arts places and gyms into um, kickboxing. And when you talk to these owners that are now licensees or franchisees of this kickboxing concept, they, they're making money hand, hand over fist so much more than they were. Um, and, and so the benefit is just the, the marketing know-how. It's, a, you know, in one sentence, Jason, a franchise is a business with training wheels. Hmm. So, you know, I know that when I was in my franchise, you know, as, as you had mentioned in my biography, I, I was a transit worker. I was a government guy. I knew nothing about sales and marketing and employee retention. I mean, all this stuff. Um, but a franchise has all that for you. I mean, you pay for it. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's fees involved and all that. But you're in it together. And, and you can really build something dynamic. Um, you know, th there's, if you look at the franchise statistics that are put out by the uh, International Franchise Association, it's amazing. You know, there's 18 million people in America that are employed by a franchise operation. 18 million. It's only second to the U.S. military in regard to uh, industries. Wow. So, um, and, and that's another thing cool. Another cool thing about franchising is aside from you know, doing something for yourself, you're you're creating, you know, on average ten jobs in the community. So you, so you're helping, you know, the the economy in a way, in, in a small way in your community, but but you're you're helping, you're providing jobs. That that's pretty cool if you think about it like that. Well what you know, what's what's interesting is, you know, I have a, a number of clients who are who are also franchisees and, you know, their growth has been just absolutely astronomical in the last, call it even 12 to 24 months. Mm. Um, and it's just nice to see that, you know, they're coming into it without having to figure stuff out for themselves. Right. You're, you're buying down your ramp-up time and buying up your time to break even, if you want to look at it like that. That makes sense. All right. Well, you know what? i got to tell you, it's time for our resource of the week. So I would love to know, how can our listeners find out more about you and how you go about you know, helping entrepreneurs succeed? Yeah, I have um, a really, I, I'll call it a cool little uh, video website where I just give out all the information you need to know about franchising. You can find that at franchisesavvy.net. So it's franchisesavvy, S-A-V-V, Victor, Victor, Y, dot net. Um, also there you'll find a free 33 page guide on how to buy a franchise including a self test to see if you are cut out for franchising um, so I recommend doing that before you do anything else 
uh, is take a look at that booklet and um, and some of my videos might give you some really good insight to um, what you should be thinking about and, and I, I hold that out as just a great resource for folks and I'm proud of it spectacular it's, you know you gotta as, as an owner myself it's like you gotta know what you're capable of you also gotta know what you're uh, you're attracted to so that sounds that actually sounds perfect yeah you know, tell me this. Uh, I'd love to basically close out my, my podcast with this, and everyone always has such a unique answer. So if you could give business owners out there just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or, more importantly, help them live a better, more balanced life, what would that piece of advice be? I will say immediately um, positive attitude, which, which is just cliche. So let me, if I could, expand a minute. Sure. Um, if, if you go into something thinking that you know it might not work or it's not going to work, you know you just go into the motions. It's not going to work, and then you begin to tell yourself a story, and that story is negative, and then you attract more negative stuff, and and everything falls apart, and the business slides through your fingers. And I've seen it happen so many times. So it's it's about approaching everything from a can win, can do attitude, and that will make all the difference in your bottom line. It's just a mental shift. Well, if you make a mental shift today, your bottom line will increase ten percent in the next six months. I, I can guarantee it. Amen to that. Couldn't I couldn't agree more. Perfect, Tom. Thank you so much for joining me today. Obviously, your your time is is certainly at a premium, so I, I appreciate. You sharing some of it and some of your wisdom with uh, with me and my listeners today. Yeah, no, my my pleasure. You know, I've been trying to get here for a long time, so this is great. As you can tell, I could talk about franchising all day long. So, so it was absolutely a pleasure. Thank you for giving me an outlet. Oh, my pleasure. I can't wait. I, you know, I I actually want to learn a lot more. So I, I'll be heading over there shortly. <laughs> and uh, you know, since you're in the city, I'm I'm a Jersey boy, so I'm sure there'll be a time where we can. Uh, meet somewhere and grab a drink for real. So that's that's, that's what I enjoy. That would be awesome. All right. Folks, well, that's all the time we've got today. Thanks for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more information about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of our mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that you truly deserve. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen, folks. Go get them. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. Take care, all. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.